did my very best to find a catchphrase that could work. I used various uh, slogan generators on the World Wide Web and I looked up episode 126 as a number in numerology to see if it had any great significance. Couldn't find any of it, so this is what you get for an intro. Welcome to episode 126 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Mel Erbacher. I have a co-host. His name is Scotty Trickett. Welcome to episode 126, Scotty. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I thought we decided last week that hey, hey, hey was not going to be the new thing. Just wanted to confirm. Just wanted to confirm it that it's definitely not going to work. So that's not it. Okay. Have you had a good week, Scotty? It, I, I know the podcast only seemed to come out first thing Saturday morning, so it doesn't seem like that long ago that we spoke. Yeah, funny that. Are we organised? Are we more organised this week? What's happening, Mel? Yes. I feel more organised. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Let's not speak too soon, but I'm hopeful that this episode is going <laughs> to come out a bit earlier than Saturday morning. But you know what? You know what? I looked at the numbers and I, I think people like it coming out on a Saturday morning, Mel. Our numbers, our downloads are healthy. Last week. Okay, that's good. I, I did like that you did a little bit of a poll asking everybody whether or not their priority was for you to edit the podcast on Friday night. Um, only one person wanted you to edit the podcast. I know, how about that? Based on the votes. Everybody else was like, watch the football, help Mel with her costume. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I did both. So I watched the football and then I edited the podcast. Into the wee you hours did not of the morning. Know with her <laughs> no, no. And I played a little trick there with all our listeners because it wasn't your costume for Saturday. It was your costume for Sunday. And it technically wasn't even my costume. It was my husband's costume. But that's okay. You know, when, when you're boiling a T-shirt to change the colour of it on a Friday night on the stovetop in the kitchen, you know what? I know this is a thing. People have been dyeing fabric for centuries successfully, all sorts of colours, but I still feel really accomplished when I can manage to do it in my kitchen on my stovetop. Well done. It's a great achievement. Always get a buzz. Yeah. Can we can we share this photo on Instagram for our listeners so they know what we're talking about? Because you went to the Sunshine Marathon and as is the, your tradition, you got dressed up. Sunshine Coast Marathon, yes. Yep. Yes. It's... Well, it's always been my tradition, and last year I managed to loop uh, the whole family in, hubby and Wes. Uh, Wes didn't have, well, he still never has much of a choice because he's too little to say no, but uh, <laughs> Adam is bigger and he can say no, and he does repeatedly say no, yet somehow he always still manages to be dressed up in fancy dress. I don't know how that happens. Um, but you know what's funny? He, the, the particular... Uh, character that he was this year somebody told me years ago that that's how they thought he ran you know they said oh whenever I picture Adam running I picture Woody from Toy Story you know with the the floppy arms yeah, and I funny legs it. and the, I can see yeah. it you're right yep and like literally one of the photos that a friend took of us on the course we were only walking at that stage but even the stance and everything, he is 100% Woody. And the funny thing is that as much as he uh, is reluctant to get dressed up, everybody loves him when he's in fancy dress. <laughs> like he got all – nobody was calling out to me. I was dressed as Jessie. Um, Wes was a mini Buzz Lightyear. So it was all, hey, look, it's Woody. Look, it's Woody. Oh, and Mrs. Woody. Oh, look, a little cute Buzz Lightyear. I was like – no, I'm Jessie. It's written on my race bib, okay? Um, where are the kudos for Jessie here? But yeah. <laughs> Well, look, Woody was the star of the, the trilogy, the Toy Story trilogy, so don't, don't feel too hard. I mean, Jessie didn't come into it until Toy Story until... 2. No, she was in number three, wasn't she? Oh, I think she was too. I'm going to have to go revisit. Mm. No, I'm pretty sure it was Toy Story 3. Woody's Roundup. Okay, so even better then. So most people might not have even got to Toy Story 3, which was the best one in the series. So don't feel too harshly about that. And I, so Adam is the real-life reincarnation of Woody. I can, I can actually see it. I really can. He he um, talks the same. He acts the same. 
He runs the same. Yeah. He was perfect. And, you know, I, I'm always very happy when he has a positive experience in, in costumes that we um, put together for him. And and he made so many kids' day. Like, because it's the 2K family event, there are kids from ages, tiny baby in pram, all the way up to, you know, 10 or 11 who were running along. But the kids just loved it. They, oh. Got so many photos, so many waves, so many people yelling out and stuff like that. So it was very cool. And um, just quietly, I'm sure he'll be back for it again next year. You know, I inadvertently made a kid's day at Saturday Park Run. Oh, yeah? I went out to Brimbank Park Run to celebrate their anniversary. I'm, I'm just all about the anniversaries and launches these days. So it was. I went to Brimbank's launch and I thought, one year on, let's go back to their anniversary, which was lovely, but I had a showdown with a seven-year-old, and Ooh. I was pre-warned. I was told that uh, this little Westerfoldian was coming after me. He, he, he's getting better and better. He's getting faster, and he thinks he can take me down. <laughs> and Sounds serious. <laughs> it was serious, and he took off at the start, and I couldn't keep up. You know, with kids, they've got no control, so he took off at the start, but I'm sad to say, Mel, I never caught him. And he took me down and I got beaten by a seven-year-old. Wow. <laughs> these, are, these are sad Kudos times. Kudos seven-year-old. <laughs> you know, you, you say kids don't have any control. I think that was probably part of his game plan to take you down early on, you know, not lure you into a false sense of security, make you make you chase him for it. Psyched me out, you know, because I saw him getting away and he was right up the front, like he was with the leaders. And I said, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. He'll, he'll fall apart. He's only seven. I've got him covered. Uh, but yeah. unfortunately, about 2K in, I had to stop uh, to a walk. Underestimated him. Yep. Yep. And underestimated the damage I managed to do to my ribs. So we didn't, I don't think we alluded to this last week, but I had another <sighs> fall. We did talk about your fall last week, Scotty. Oh, we? Look, you can't just keep coming back to this. <laughs> I don't think we it's... did. I might think that might have been all fair. It might have been left on the cutting room floor. Oh, well, I haven't listened to the episode, so yeah. maybe you did cut it out. But we did have a conversation about it. Um, yeah. And so you're going to play the injury card again. You got yeah. beaten by a seven-year-old because you got sore ribs. Yeah, well, I had to walk. I didn't walk, I reckon I could have been at least a bit more competitive because there were minutes. There was like five minutes between us in the end. Oh, my goodness. He slaughtered you. He did. He did. So it's one zip to Marshall. Yeah. Anyway. Well done, Marshall. Mm. <laughs> I'll get him back. There'll be there'll be another opportunity. Have, have we talked about the Brimbank course? Yeah, I think we probably have a year ago when they launched. But this is the one with water crossings. And we've had a bit of rain, and, and you're going to hear this in our roving reports uh, later in the episode. We've got three roving reports from three events where it rained all morning. Um, and it was a bit drizzly on Saturday morning here in Melbourne. And at Brimbank, you run across, you literally run across the river. So they've got a little bit of a raised path. And if there is a bit of rain, unfortunately, they have to use their alternate course, which is a lot harder which is remarkable considering there's already a big bastard of a hill in the Brimbank course. Um, but luckily, there was a big turnout for their anniversary. Everyone was pumped. Everyone was excited. So the rangers at the park opened it up for us. We had to jump over some puddles. Some feet got wet. This was um, this was a bit different to get your feet wet at the beaches. This was get your feet wet in the river. And um, it's a really Sounds good like fun. Yeah, and it's a it's a tricky one because it's in a it's in a park, it's in a national or a state park that is off the highway, and you've got to drive a fair way in to the park to see it. You wouldn't know it's there if you were driving by. A lot of the locals may not be aware there's a awesome little park run there. But if you're ever in Melbourne, and it's the closest one to the airport, definitely put it on your list because it's a great event, and the course does not disappoint. It is tough. But that shouldn't stop you from going, Mel. Just enjoy the view when you get to the top of the hill. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Joining us now from the West, we have a gentleman 
who has been on the parkrun scene for quite a while. However, he has just launched a fabulous new event. It's called Burswood Peninsula. His name is Clinton Bishop. Clint, welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Thank you for having me. Let's let's talk straight straight up about the launch of Parkrun in your community. It's been a long time coming. You've been working very hard in this particular area for this course. Can you give us a bit of the story behind that? Yeah, I think, um, and I was thinking about this this morning, um, my story shouldn't let other people put off trying to start a park run, but um, I had a fairly unique situation. I wanted to run it around um, the excellent parklands that have been um, built on a disused golf course and tip um, around our stadium, our new Perth Stadium, and uh, there's some great paths, some really wide paths. It was an area I was running in, and I thought, what a great idea to have a park run there. Um, so I approached the council and all the rest of it, and, uh, um, oh, no, that's not our jurisdiction. You've got to speak to Venues Live. So I speak to them, and they say, oh, no, you can't start and finish in our area. We can't have that. You've got to speak to the Burswood Park Board. So we speak to the Burswood Park Board and they say, oh, uh, yeah, we can look at that. But if we approve it, you've got a 16-week lead time. And by this stage, I'm, I'm, I'm all, all over. Um, fortunately, a uh, friend of your show and friend of Parkrun, uh, Maddie Trent, went to school with our local member of parliament and got him to call me. Uh, and he um, gave me an excellent letter of support. Uh, to the venues live people and he also happens to be our state treasurer and uh, nothing happened for a little while and again I, I, I lost a bit of uh, uh, faith and, and belief that I might get it to happen and next minute the stadium people came back to me and said oh this parkrun thing we want to get it going and all of a sudden it changed so something uh, obviously changed in their attitude to uh, events in their area, um, which was great, lucky for me. And um, they recently had the Perth Marathon finished there, so maybe they thought hey, this is a great way to um, utilise the area on non-event days and so forth. Um, so, yeah, they changed. Um, I was still the same person, and uh, um, we made it happen. So from something that was, yeah, looking like maybe being too hard or, or 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 not an ideal situation because the course we would have had to have used to start elsewhere um, wasn't as good as a course as I think we've come up with here um, but yeah it had its challenges but we got there and and, and it was great I think most people agree it's a, a really great place to run. So Clinton for those not 100% familiar with Perth this is the park run that's set up around your brand new stadium that opened recently and yes. um, it's, it's going to create some really iconic shots which I'm really grateful for um, in my role but are people excited by the fact that they're going to run around this brand new stadium? I know Optus are probably going to be pretty bloody excited that uh, there's going to be more eyeballs on their stadium every Saturday morning. Uh, yeah and I, look I think the people who run the stadium are excited because part of uh, their charter is to get people into into that area and using it on non-event days. I mean, it's it's a given that, you know, 60,000 people are going to rock up and watch a game of football um, or, you know, or, you know or, or a game of cricket or whatever. But to have people using it through the week, Saturday mornings, you know, non-event days, that's a big part of their charter. And... And credit to the, the government, they've spent a lot of money on making it an area that is attractive to come into, um, regardless of what's happening. So, yes, it's an area that you know, it's, it's designed to move a lot of people through, but it's, it is a really nice park. There's great barbecues, there's great shelters, uh, there's drink fountains everywhere, which um, is great. You're right on the river, there's a beautiful lake, a boardwalk. Um, so, yeah, it is, it's, it's a... Even ignoring the stadium, the picture—it's a picturesque place to run, and of course we're excited in Perth about the stadium because um, we waited years for it to happen, even just for a decision to happen. So, 
Um, you know, and a lot of us are very passionate about our football and so forth. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are quite excited about having a park run right there. Well, I agree. The uh, shots from Event 1 do look very picturesque. But what happens on if there's a game of footy on a Saturday afternoon? Can you still uh, do park run? Yeah, we can. And uh, we find that out this Saturday in terms of how things function. The only difference is uh, we, we won't have parking. So whilst there's parking, oh, I don't know, say uh, 100 metres from the start line, um, on a normal Saturday morning, that parking is closed off for buses um, on on event days from 6am. So um, I've bought myself a little park run trolley so I can park uh, further away and uh, uh, and drag my stuff in on wheels rather than um, two or three trips to the car. Um, and, uh, and yeah, people will have to walk a little further. But again... We have a magnificent footbridge, so I'm going to encourage people to park um, over where they would have parked if they went to Claysbrook Park, right? Uh, Claysbrook Cove, that is, and um, and cross the footbridge or or, or or walk in. The trains come in. Um, so in, in a way, I'm going to sort of, well, I'm hoping to encourage more people to use um, alternative methods of transport to get to our park, right? Even ride their bikes, so... Um, so we'll see how that works, but uh, um, yeah, we've got that covered, I think. So, Clint, you mentioned uh, Claysbrook Cove, just across the way on the other side of the river. Now that you've launched, you have become the closest to park runs in the world. Um, in the world. In the yes. world. You have to drop drop the inflection and do it Jeremy Clarkson style, and it's in the world. Anyway, yes, we are. How did that manifest on the weekend? Were you able to actually wave at people who were participating at Claysbrook Cove? No, but I realised my run briefing had, uh, had, had got a little indulgent when somebody yelled at me, they've started, and we turned around and they were all running past on the other side of the river. So um, um, that caused me to get a little bit of a hurry on because uh, obviously we'd like to all start at 8am everywhere. Um, so uh, um, we, we managed to wave. Um, uh, I, look, I honestly didn't have time to look at what they were doing. I was, uh, I was flat out trying to work out what I was doing. But uh, other than watching them start, um, yeah, I, I think we can wave. Uh, we can probably take a few photos of them and uh, them vice versa. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a funny feeling to go that this is such a good thing that on, on either side of the river, um, there, there's two large groups of people doing the same thing. It's great. I think you'll have a lot of opportunities in the future to um, have some good fun with that and, you know, potentially make up signs that you can um, <laughs> you can throw at each other. Well, not throw at each other, but, you know, hold up so that each other can read it on the other side, etc. I'm, I'm looking forward to perhaps trying a New Year's Day double too. That will uh, um, that that'll be the ideal venues for a New Year's Day double. So you've been around Parkrun for a little bit already, but how did you get involved in Parkrun, and what's your story up to launching Burswood Peninsula? Um, I had uh, the year I turned forty. I um, I decided to run a marathon, like a lot of um, people do, and. Um, that was okay, did it, ran the Perth Marathon. I was the last man to finish um, and uh, had the world's slowest photo finish with another runner in the shoot. Um, but, uh, um, yes, yeah, so I'd run a marathon and then stopped, um, lost interest, wasn't running at all other than very occasionally, wasn't doing enough. Um, some friends of ours... Um, Jeremy Savage and Kelly Underwood uh, kept posting on Facebook how they'd been to uh, Park Run. Um, I thought, oh, yeah, that looks interesting. My wife went. She said, you ought to go. I said, I can't run five kilometres. It's embarrassing. I used to be able to run a lot, and now I can't. I'm not going to go and embarrass myself at something like that. Anyway, then um, Jeremy launched Canning River, um, 
and uh, along with Adrian Kenny and sent me a Facebook invite to come along. And I, and I honestly thought, it's the middle of winter. Nobody is going to go to this. It's going to be so cold. The poor man. Like, honestly, if, if I don't go and show him some support, it's going to be terrible for him. You know, nobody's going to go to this. This is, yeah, it's a horrible spot and all the rest of it. Anyway, I got there and there's, there's hundreds of people. So I ran with my daughter and sort of, we sort of dragged each other along to a fairly slow time. And I thought, geez, this is great. I'm coming back next week. And uh, so I just kept going. And uh, I'm, I'm really thankful that I got invited to that one. And it was freezing, um, but... It, it just amazed me at how many different people were were doing this, that your time didn't matter to anyone but you. Um, your your ability wasn't being judged. You, your, your willingness to turn up was probably being applauded. And, yeah, so it, it just, for me, had a great vibe from, from day one. It got me back into distance running. I've run more marathons since. Um, I've met... I, I will say hundreds of great people. Um, it, it's caused us to have build new lifelong friends, travel, and and all of that's parkrun. Like honestly, um, I'm a cynical person, but but parkrun has some magic that, um, yeah, like I say, it's done so much for my life that it's uh, and my family's life that I I can't. And it all come down to just saying, oh, I'll, I'll get up early one cold Saturday morning and go and do this. And that's, it. you know, I, I know we read plenty of stories in the newsletter about how life-changing it is. Um, and I believe every single one of them because it is. It's life-changing. It's amazing. I love that um, you, you got the ultimate reward for going along to support a friend in Jez when he when he launched that Canning River and you know your motives for going were you know, out of pity for him even <laughs> yes. even though you didn't feel comfortable heading along to any other events so it's it's nice that you got rewarded with you know the start of your parkrun experience in that fashion we've yeah. um you're also known in the west for being batman can you Explain that to those in the East and, and overseas who might not be aware of what that story is all about. Well, like all right-thinking people, I've loved Batman since I was a kid. Um, always loved Batman. You can, you know, all, all the others are, are nobodies. Batman's the one. Great gadgets, all the rest of it. Um, and that's sort of carried on into adulthood, I've always Love Batman and my family um, for birthdays. My daughter has always bought me a Batman-themed gift since she was old enough to start picking gifts. Um, and I've got Batman stuff everywhere. And um, Claysbrook Cove were having a, um, and I think this might have been, must have been their second or third birthday, it was a superhero theme. Anyway, it was a, an anniversary. And um, I went to the sports store and bought myself and they'd only just come out an Under Armour Batman shirt and uh, to run in because previously I'd run Averley in my Joker costume which is is hard work I can tell you it's you know it's it's hot it's sweaty the mask is yeah so I thought I'm not doing that again I'll get myself a, a proper running shirt and run as Batman this time so I got the shirt and um Started running and someone came alongside me and said, are you, are you pushing for a PB? And I'm like, yeah, I'm always trying. Oh, I'll pace you. So um, my friend Sasha paced me to what at that point was the fastest time I'd ever run. And again, uh, Jeremy said to me afterwards, he said, oh, well, now every time you get the shirt on, you have to um, uh, get a PB. So I sort of initially saved it for, for PB attempts and then... Uh, uh, started running with it in the longer runs and uh, um, and in marathons. And um, it was great because nobody knows my name, but people will always shout out, come on, Batman. And uh, um, I even went and got myself a, a Batu that um, was great for waving at people 
in 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 races and so forth because it's on my inside forearm. A batu for those who don't know is a Batman tattoo. Um, uh, and uh, yes, so I um, I run in it, and and like I say, the the value for it is excellent. I've I've, I've bought more shirts too. The first one's getting a little uh, stinky and horrible, but. Um, uh, you know, wherever you go, I was in Melbourne running the Melbourne Marathon and having a terrible day and uh, um, some ladies ran past and uh, yelled at me, oh, you're the Batman from Bunbury. And it was just such a great uh, lift because I'd been down there earlier in the year and, um, yeah, been recognised as the Batman. It's, uh, it yeah, it's a fantastic, um, best money I ever spent buying that shirt. And it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's stuck and it's great, and uh, now I can't run at anything else, which is fine. It's great. It's always been my experience that running in costume uh, could it could go either way. It depends on if you want the attention. If you're having a really bad day and you just want to be invisible, not so great. But if you're having a good day, or if you perhaps need that lift and you need people to cheer you on and things like that, then. If you're recognisable, people are going to yell out your name. Have you found that to be your experience? Because not a lot of gentlemen actually get fancy dressed, I find, and these sorts of things. Oh, I've never been one for the overly fancy dress. I, I, I wear, a, uh, a, a, like I say, a Batman Under Armour compression shirt. I've got a hat and a tattoo. And within Perth, I, I'm known. I mean, I was walking out of a service station one day and someone goes, oh, hey, you're the Batman. And uh, turns out it was someone from the Marathon Club and we've had a chat. So um, I, I guess I'm, I'm now recognisable even out of, uh, <laughs> out of uniform. But um, and, oh, and Perth running community being relatively small, I guess, in terms of most people either run you know, with Masters or the Marathon Club or Park Run or a combination of. So there's always um, people around who know you. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, it's it's what I am. I've always run around the back. I've had more bad days than good days probably. Um, I, yeah, I enjoy the encouragement. I enjoy the fact that um, plenty of people know my name and, and who I am than, you know, than might know who the people are who are at the, you know, the pointy end of the events. So... Um, yeah, and, and it's always been nothing but encouraging. It's everybody, you know, complete strangers or, or, or best friends have always been completely encouraging. In fact, one other story, Perth Marathon 2015, um, and it's the first and only time it's ever happened to me, some friends got together and hung a hand-painted bat signal um, off the Narrows Bridge, which you have to run under twice, Um for the Perth Marathon, or you did at that point. They've changed the course again. But uh, that was just amazing, you know, to, to be running through there, having a good day that day, uh, the best day. And uh, seeing that, it was, uh, I got a little more emotional. It was great. And so many strings to your bow, Clint. You're just embarked on another adventure, launching a new podcast middle-aged mixtape that I had a listen yes. to episode one. Quite enjoyed it. How did that come about? Um, well, I'd started... Um, uh, I've always been into music. I, I love music. I love listening to music. I love talking about music. I love the quirky stories. And um, recently I started uh, um, blogging... Um, just stories about particular albums that had been important to me um, on, on my blog, which is called, here we go, I'll give it a plug, Fell in Love with a Girl, um, because all, all songs are about that sort of thing, aren't they? Um, falling in love or out of love. And uh, um, Bill Irving, who uh, retiring event director down at um, Albany at uh, Mount Clarence, he... Um, he sort of said, oh, can I write a couple of reviews? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, we put a few reviews of his up on my thing. Um, I said to him, I've got, you know, I'd like to start a podcast. He said, yeah, I've got an idea for a podcast. And 
Um, next minute, we're uh, we're starting a podcast. Uh, the idea of the name was his. It's a great name, I think. Um, yeah, and we talk about music. We talk about um, uh, the the different things songs do for you. Um, what's good, what's bad. Yeah, it's it, it's just fun. So, and we enjoy it. Yeah. I had a listen as well, Clint, and um, I, I enjoyed it also. I love that you've got um, playlists that go along with the episodes and, and you put the playlists up earlier so that people can have a bit of a listen and then really have a better idea and understanding of what you're talking about, especially if it's new music to somebody or um, even if it's old favourites, you know, helping helping them remember those. Yeah, the good part is, I mean, Bill and I have got, I think, while, while we've got a lot of tastes in common, there's a, a fair few things where uh, he listens to stuff that I would probably never listen to and, and vice versa. So, and, I, and I'm assuming that's the case for anyone listening to the podcast, that there'll be some of that where you go, oh, this is, you know, this is right in my lane. I really love this stuff. And then you'll come to my stuff and go, oh, geez, you know, Clint's a bit different. But I, I think one of the things is, to almost challenge yourself and say, oh, I'm going to listen to this stuff and, and you know, maybe I'll discover something I like, maybe it'll reinforce the fact that I don't like it. So it's and, – and like I say, sometimes I've, I've found listening to a bit of Bill's stuff, you go, oh, that's – yeah, that's not it. But then other times I'll go, oh, geez, that's that's now high on the rotation. I'm going to, going to start listening to that stuff. So I think, yeah, that ideally the playlist would be in the podcast, but there's um, – a few copyright issues but then again um i guess you could always listen to the playlist as a standalone and uh, um not even listen to us rabbit on about it um though i wouldn't recommend it but uh, uh we want listeners but uh yeah so the playlists are, are fun to put together we've just um just about finished the playlist for the next show um which has been a lot of fun so you're obviously enjoying it, which is great. I think that comes through in when you're having the conversation. You both sound very relaxed and um, respectful of each other, even when you've got different opinions, which is always good. What are the plans? Like, do you do you feel like there's going to be enough content? There's enough music in the world to have a chat about it every week going into uh, the future indefinitely. There's a lot of music around. Um, yeah, and, and, and to be honest, listeners have already sort of um, driven content um, for us in terms of uh, I got a mate at work to listen to the first episode and he goes, oh, that's great, but, you know, you ought to do one on on this and I won't reveal it because I'll, you know, we'll save that in case we never do it or whatever. Or you ought to do one on that and all of a sudden there's, um, there's conversation starters and, and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I don't think... I mean, next episode is going to be on cover songs, and um, and our thing is we we must submit a list of ten tracks. And I said to Bill, "Well, I'm I'm going to submit the the cover and the original, so it's going to be twenty. Turned out to be twenty eight, and I'm I'm refusing to cull any further. I'm um, so th- there's loads, and and I you know I had fifty songs in that list at some point, so we could have you know. So I, I think, in a lot of ways, it's the the task is going to be limiting um, <laughs> what we cover and and how long we talk for. Because uh, yeah, I, I feel the subject matter's endless, and there's always new stuff, and there's always stuff you've forgotten about, and there's always stuff to delve back into that um, you know bands that you know, uh, and that's the interesting thing. You know, if, if someone's of a similar age. And you go, oh, I was into this at high school, and geez, I never heard of them until I was twenty-five or whatever. So there's, yeah, there's so much to to cover. I think I think we'll be right for now. But um, and as for I guess being an easy thing, um, to me, it's just two of us having a conversation where we've probably set up the template beforehand. As in, we're just going to talk about this. Um, after we've recorded, we generally chat for another half hour. Um, on Skype, just about how it went and and other stuff, and you know the conversation's almost the same. It's it's about oh, you know I was listening to this or I heard this or, or you know 
a, a little story about a band we saw. So, um, yeah, I think it's just fairly relaxed and easy in that respect because um, because we yeah we do respect each other's tastes and we enjoy hearing stuff that we maybe hadn't been exposed to. Are you a podcast listener, Clint? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I do listen to a few podcasts. Um, uh, more recently, because my car, I, I, I got a new car a couple of months back, and it um, makes it a bit easier to listen to podcasts in the car. So it's podcasts are for the car. Uh, although I, I also trying to listen to a lot more music, obviously to you know to do my homework for our podcast. So it's a, it's a time factor. But I, I do listen to the. Um, Parkrun Adventures podcast, not as often as I should, um, and I listen to a, a, another podcast about footy called Footyology, um, and uh, um, yeah, just a couple of others in general. So yeah, not not a, a voracious uh, consumer, but yeah, I, I do like podcasts. I think it's pretty awesome. Did you know Bill before Parkrun? No, no. So again, talking earlier about. The, the people I have met, um, no, I, I know Bill through Parkrun only. Um, yeah, just a guy who'd started this Parkrun down in Albany and um, I met him in Bunbury. Uh, I think one year we went down there to, I might have been the, oh yeah, the, the first year I went down to Bunbury to run the 10K. And, uh, yeah, met him there and, and, you know, sort of met him here and there when he'd come to Perth and run a park run. But, no, met him, met him through running. And, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. So, again, the park run sort of doing things for people and bringing people together that are, um, in, in, in places you wouldn't expect and in ways you wouldn't expect, I guess. So now that you've got your own event, you're going to be event director, you're going to be stuck there every week. So your parkrun experience, I imagine, is going to change. You're not going to get to adventure to so many different courses. Um, are you looking forward to that? Are you worried about that? Or what's your, what's your feeling moving forward? Uh, look, I mean, there's worse places to be stuck. Uh, um, and, and you know, look, well, that, that, that's part of it, I, I think. I'm... To, to me, I, I mean, I don't see myself being event director forever. I think, um, we, you know, it, it, it's something that probably has a limited lifespan. I mean, some people probably maybe will be, but I think part of part of the growth of it is is you bring new people through and you develop it. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll make sure we've got a solid team of run directors, which means... Um, and that's my next plan, you know, to make sure we've got a good group of run directors, so that um, not not everyone feels like they're, um, uh, uh, I guess, stuck, you know, or, or 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 so tied to this event that you know they can do their run directing uh, for a couple of weeks every so often, and then um, have the rest of their time to do as they choose. Um, so we'll work on that, and then eventually someone will. You know, we'll step up and take over the event, and um, and that'll be me. And <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so that's yeah. I, I'm not too bothered about that at the moment. I I, I know eventually I'll I'll want to go elsewhere and do other things, but that that'll come if I do the job properly. I think easily enough. If I try and hang on to everything, I will be stuck there. Um, so I think as long as I I, I develop other people. Um, and, and, and bring more people into the Parkrun family, uh, then then I don't think I'll have a problem with that. Absolutely. Love the attitude, Quentin. That's, um, and if you get the Thank balance you. right, uh, Parkrun life becomes quite beautiful. So good Absolutely. luck with your journey at uh, Burswood Peninsula. Thank you. And um, thanks, for, thanks for giving us another taste of WA. Uh, we love hearing from you folk, even though you're a different breed. Um, we still consider you as one. So oh. thanks. <laughs> We are a little different, but, uh, well, we still all love parkrun just the same, and uh, we love when people get over here and try out our parkruns. I'm expecting to be the premier tourist destination parkrun in the world, but uh, we will see. 
Hello Parkrun Adventurers, it's Greta here and I am at the launch of the Meningi Parkrun and I don't know if you can hear that wind and rain but it is a very windy, very rainy day uh, here in Meningi. So Meningi is kind of um, southeast of, of Adelaide, um, up through Murray Bridge, Tail and Bend and it's sort of at the, at the entrance to the Coorong. Um, and um, so, you know, it's, it's a relatively small country town here at Meninki, um, and we're here at the kind of Lions Park to start the park run. So we'll run and then, then we'll find some people to talk to. Okay, I'm now here with Marianne Canine. Hello, Marianne, and how are you this morning? We're at the Meningi Park Run. Now, you didn't run today, but I see you've got a camera around your neck. Yep, yep. I did it the last for the two trials. Yes. Uh, I didn't do it today because I'm taking photos for the local paper. Oh, lovely. So you're a Meningi local? Yes, I am. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah local. Yeah. <laughs> how long have you been here? Um, most of my life. Yeah. Yeah, about 50 years. Oh, 50 years. Yes, that's, that's not long. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm nearly a local. Yeah. It's a beautiful part of the world. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah it's by the lake and near the Coorong. Yes. We've, it's got country here. It's beautiful, isn't it? So tell us about where we are here. Uh, we're right on uh, Lake Albert, um, which is uh, very close to the Coorong. So we've, uh, yeah, got lots of water views. We start in a lovely park. This is a beautiful yep. park maintained by the council. Uh, yes, it is. Yep. And the track takes you right along the park edge, along the um, uh, uh, along the uh, lake edge. So um, it's a very scenic um, route to take. It's it beautiful. beautiful. And yeah. through the Memorial Park and through the uh, Lions Jubilee Park, up past the sailing club. So it's a very beautiful walk or run. Yes. Well, yeah, that's right. Walk or run. Yep. And so do you think you'll be back next week to walk or run? Um, I can't personally because I've worked some Saturday mornings, but I will certainly be back as soon as I can. Lovely, lovely. Well, thank you so much for coming along to Parker and taking photos. And I hope, you, I hope you enjoy it when you manage to make it back. Yep, you're most welcome. I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm now here with Sharon. And Sharon, you're the Deputy Mayor of the Coorong Council. Yes, that's right, I am. Thank you so much for your support for getting this parkrun up and running, the first parkrun in the Coorong Council area. It is, and I must say we're very proud of it. And to have it in the Lakes Ward, as Marianne said before, it's a beautiful space. Yes. And um, we're very proud of this little area that we've activated in the last four or five years and still working on. It is an absolutely gorgeous park, so just for the listeners, there's a lovely playground for the kids with a boat, um, and tell us about the, um, the uh, engraving out the front there. Uh, with the pelican? Yes. Okay, um, part of that came about because when we started doing the um, children's playground, um, some of the mums that were on the committee talked about wanting to have a pelican. It's not quite what was fully envisaged in terms of the size, so... Unfortunately, we had a tree die and we had Ant um, come up and um, from the southeast and he carved that. We also um, like to work together with our Naranjuri partners and so we have this lovely one of um, two children um, basically feeding the pelican with the mullet from the basket at the bottom and so we're very proud of that. A lot of people stop to take photos of it. Um, it's a bit of become a bit of an icon, really. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah very, yeah. very iconic, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah, and it, it basically represents our community, our fishing industry, and working together. Yes, mm. and um, I've noticed here that there is a lot of um, partnership with the local um, uh, owners of the land. There is, yeah. there is, and council certainly recognises that fully. Um, we do work well with our Naranjuri partners here, and with the um, the, the Nakamoldi also from uh, Raukan. Uh, working with them with their seed collection and industry out there as well so yeah we do well done Kuron Council thank you <laughs> and thank you so much for your support of Parkrun thank you for coming along today and helping us open the Parkrun oh my pleasure and I must say that for someone who is a walker <laughs> um, it was uh, very inclusive to walk along the path with those who are zipping past and all doing their personal best that's right it's for everyone isn't it, it is. yeah it is. yeah you don't have to be the fastest 
No, I certainly wasn't. <laughs> no, it was fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Thank and you so um, much. Meningi's weather's changeable, so come and enjoy us. It is very changeable, isn't it? I was going to talk about the uh, the sort of storm that blew through during your, particularly your welcome speech. I thought you did very well. Yes, well, I think I think we get used to it. I think the last one I did in Meningi also, we had a storm. So we won't complain. We all need the water. So that's it. That's we're it. very proud and pleased with that. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Thank all you good. for having us. <laughs> Pleasure. All right. I'm now here with Jenny. And Jenny, you've just done the Meningi Park Run. How did you go? Uh, not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, it got better. The weather got better as we went I along. Know. We had. A, How was that rain? It was pretty mean, but it can't get any worse. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. It's only on the up from here. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And so, where are you from? I'm from Canalpin. And where's Canalpin in relation to uh, me? Just 50 k's west. 50 k's west. Yep. East. <laughs> East. 50 k's away. Yeah. <laughs> and this isn't your first park run. You've done a few park runs. Um, yes, I've done Murray Bridge a few times, but that's 100 k's from home, so it's right. a bit of a bit of a hike. And then I have done West Beach a few times because kids were living up near there. And, oh yes. Yeah. Yes. So I did that a few times. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're both lovely runs too, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I really like them. So, yeah, they're nice. So you now got one close to home? I do have one close to home. Yeah. So yes, um, weekends that I'm home, I'll definitely be over here doing the park run. Yeah, lovely, mm. lovely. And you do a bit of running? I do, I do do a bit of running. Um, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, sort of not really, I'm not racing anymore, I'm just running, if yeah. that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Out there for the enjoyment? Yes, definitely yes. for the enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think? Do you think we'll get some Meningi and local people out? To oh, the gosh, I hope so. I'll certainly be pushing it in my hometown. Yeah. Um, and then I do know they've got a local home game for footy today, so uh, whether that makes a difference, I don't know, but um, yeah, definitely love to see heaps of people out here. Yes, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. And it's yeah. a lovely spot here, it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful location. Um, yeah, it really is nice. Yeah. Never too hot. No, no, because as soon yeah. as that wind picks up over the water, it's lovely and cool. Yeah, it comes in, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful location for running. Yeah, we'll, come, mm. we'll encourage people to come in summer. Oh, definitely, <laughs> yes, definitely, yes. All right, yeah. well, thank you so much for coming to Parkrun. I hope you uh, come back and I hope you continue to enjoy it. Thank you very much. And you too. I'm now here with Kirsty, who've just done the uh, Meningi Parkrun. How did you go, Kirsty? Well, I made it to the end. That was good. <laughs> that was so, good. Yeah, it's my first one today. So first I'm ever Parkrun? First ever Parkrun. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Welcome to Parkrun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We certainly had a wintry day for it. So. Oh, didn't we just? <laughs> I nearly backed out. <laughs> <laughs> right at the beginning there at the welcome speech when yeah. that storm came through. Oh, my goodness. That was, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. But yeah. um, anyway, I mean, I, I did uh, walk as well as running, but yeah, I enjoyed it. it was, I'm glad good. I did it. And I, I figured if I ran, that yeah. would get to the end quicker. So that's why I kept running. <laughs> <laughs> and where where have you come from today? I'm actually a local of Meningi, so yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I wanted to come and support it, and I'm actually thrilled to see so many visitors here. That yeah. I, well, they're new friends now, so yeah, it's yeah, great, great it to be great. a part of it. Yeah. yeah, and you think you'll be back next week? Oh, probably. I'm not going to be here every time, but yeah, I think I'll try to come as long as as, as long as I'm around. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it today. Yeah. Thank you for coming along and supporting Parkrun. Thank and you. And I hope you come back. I hope to too. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> Thank Greta. You. Thank you. All right, so I'm now here with Matt. Matt's the ED event director for Meningi Parkrun. Congratulations, Matt, Thanks. on a very successful launch. Thank you, Greta. Yeah, it's uh, taken a bit of time, but we finally made it happen, so it's fantastic. So uh, also thank you for your help with this as well. You're welcome. It's a beautiful course. Tell us about the course here. So it uh, starts at the, the uh, Meningi uh, Lion Jubilee Park, which is a nice green space just really right on the main road as you come through Meningi borders the the highway and the actual uh, Lake Albert so basically we start off we head up in a northerly direction um, just under a kilometre to the sailing club we do a lap of the sailing club we then come back uh, past the again following the the shoreline right to the, literally the other end of the path which is uh, you've got the so uh, soldier memorial park do a lap of that and then basically you just do a couple of laps it, it, it seems really technical but it's it's quite a nice course because it is a, a sort of a dual lap course and for those people who might not um, feel like they can do the full five and I was talking to a few of them today they just did one lap and that's it and I think that's the thing that appeals to it about it as well because the other aspect too I mean it's quite a windy day today mm. but um, you've got plenty of trees for shade and, and I guess you've got the a mixture of surfaces as well you've got the paths concrete paths you've got grass area mm. um, and then you've got a very small part where you just cross the boat ramp oh it's lovely well done on getting it up and running so what's your what got, what got you involved in parkrun 
Well, look, I'm still rel relatively new to the game. Um, I was probably not, not even 12 months yet. Um, started out at my home base where we're from, Murray Bridge, and uh, two of my boys um, are actually on the spectrum, and I guess it's really hard to try and get something as a family activity from a, from a health and fitness perspective. And Gus, our oldest boy, um, he's really got in, into it and really enjoyed it, so it's really enabled us as a family to, to connect and just really encourage and support each other. I guess the other aspect with it too is, um, look, we're all competitive. Um, I think good, you, anyone that says they're not, they'd be lying. And it's good to be able to you know, push yourself a little bit as well. So, um, yeah. So great family activity, but also appeals to the competitive nature in you. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I guess, the, I mean, the other thing is, look, I love everything everything about Parker and I love the concept. Um, and this is one of, I guess, one of the, the, the learning curves for me was to be able to step up and uh, get a, an event organised. And I guess the beauty of this location, I, I certainly looked at the map in where we have them in South Australia and there was just that, that little pocket there where there was just nothing. And, and, you know, I've got to say, you know, a huge thank you to uh, the locals here, the uh, Meningi Progress Association and uh, certain people in, involved with that. Um, have certainly come on board and really promoted it really well. So it certainly makes uh, my job as the ED a lot easier to be able to have that support. Well, thank you so much for all the work that you've done to bring um, such a lovely event to, uh, to this community. I'm sure they'll be very appreciative and good luck for the future. Excellent, Greta. And uh, as always, any parkrun tourists are welcome here. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Howdy, parkrunners. It's Talk reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. I'm up at sunny Wodonga for the launch of Willow Park Run and uh, it's fair to say that the sun's up above the clouds today. With me I've got Maria who's the co-event director. You've had a sensational day Maria, great numbers. How would you think the day went? Yeah, today was really awesome. Um, it is a pity about the rain. It um, really did come down hard at one point. Um, but it wasn't too bad at the start, so people were kind of standing around listening. We had 186 people, which we are thrilled to have that many people, especially with the weather being um, so poor. I think that's the biggest number that I've been to on a wet day launch. That's just sensational. Um, and it really did chuck the rain down all event. And just as we were starting to pack up at the end, the sun come out, which was really funny. Yeah, yeah, that could have happened about an hour earlier, but um, no, it is what it is. And the weather, you know, people still come out and, and run in the rain. So that's the main thing. And we're, we're back at breakfast at the moment and just looking inside at the cafe. Um, I reckon you probably had 40 or 50 come back for breakfast, which is which is a great number to get back in the first event. Yeah, yeah, we've had a lot of people coming back for breakfast. It's um, been really great. So it's um, hopefully that's um, something that we can keep going for people to come back and have breakfast or coffee. Um, that'll be great. And just, just for the listeners at home, can you give us a, just a quick course description of Willow Park Run? Yeah, okay. So um, it's relatively flat. There's a few um, small um, undulations just to give you a little bit of a challenge, but it's just, um, it's kind of out and back um, to another park called Lesstone Park. There's a giant sized stone there. So you tap the stone, turn around. On the way back, you pass all the volunteers at the start line and then you do another loop around the soccer course um, and then to a nice fast flat finish at the end. Yeah, the finish where you're looking up the straight, you've got a couple of hundred metres in front of you and you can target somebody in front of you and just put the hammer down. It is a good fast finish. Yeah, there is an ever so slight descent too, so you can pick up a little bit of speed coming down. No worries. Well, look, 186 people on a day like this, you should be proud. It's a great event and uh, we look forward to see it moving on. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're really happy with the way things went. Thanks a lot. Hi adventurers, it's Melissa here for the Channel 5 News crew and we've just finished Westerfolds Junior Park Run. Um, we've got a freezing cold morning here this morning and we had a bit of rain and numbers were down a bit but I've got with me here Justine. Justine was one of our volunteers today. Hi Justine. Hello Melissa, how are you? I'm really good. good. Now um, we've been going a few weeks now with juniors mm -hmm. and you've, I've seen you here nearly every week. Yes, we do. We're, we're big Parkrun fans. We're a big Parkrun family actually. We've, um, we've been doing Parkrun for about 18 months and we were overjoyed to see the junior Parkrun start. Weren't we girls? Because yeah. um, So this is Olivia here, my eldest. And Hi, how old Olivia. are you, Olivia? Hi, I'm nine. Nine. And you've been doing the normal 5K park run with me, haven't you? Yeah. And your PB is actually better than mine. 
isn't it? <laughs> and what do you like about juniors? Well, I like how we can run on our own and we can run as fast as we want and we don't have to um, be supervised like, with our parents. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit cold today. Yeah. How'd you go today? I was cold, but it was fun. <laughs> and we've got your little sister here. What's your name? Hannah. Hi, Hannah. How did you go today? Do you like juniors as well? Mm-hmm. How many have you done? Four. Today might be eight. Yeah. If we've done eight today. We're getting ready. We're getting towards that wristband, aren't we, girls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And do, did you run yesterday at Big Park Run? Uh, no. No. So you so you just um, come along on Sundays now. Yeah, I think I did Big Five K Park Run two weeks ago. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, thanks for talking to me today. Go home and get warm. Yeah. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Thanks, Justine. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. I mentioned earlier that it was a wet one on Saturday, and it was at Meningi. Parkrun Greta was there, grabbing her usual plethora of interviews. Talk had Maria at Willow Parkrun. And my favourite, my favourite, Mel, my favourite roving report in the history of roving reports from Melissa Ellis at a little event called Westerfolds Juniors. So the Channel 5 News crew have been busy this week. Awesome to see, as always. Great work, team. And with so many launches and anniversaries this week, I really do hope we're going to have more next week. Happy you don't have to be in the Channel 5 News crew to submit a roving report, people. Don't forget. No, and if you just happen to find yourself at Parkrun, it doesn't have to be a launch. It doesn't have to be an anniversary. It just needs to be a Parkrun. You know, if you find yourself there, get get your phone out. You've probably already got an audio recording app on there that you don't even know about. And just go find some people and have a little chat and then send it to us. We would love to hear about every park run in every corner of this great land and the world, in fact. So let's aim to get at least one roving report from some of these events that are launching. We've got the Eastern Gardens in Victoria. I'll be there. Come and say hi. We've got Shipwreck in WA. Wimmera River Horsham in Victoria. And Wynyard Foreshore in Tassie. And to complement them, we've got a ton of anniversaries, starting at Ballyang Sanctuary in Victoria. Cairns in Queensland. Chermside, Queensland. Harvey Bay in Queensland. Lake Joondalup, WA. Maribyrnong in Victoria. Mount Clarence in WA. Port Lincoln in South Australia. Singleton in New South Wales. Wilson Botanic in Victoria. And that's it. That's, and that's massive. It. Yep. That wraps it up. Um, so next year on this weekend, we are going to have 15 anniversaries. That's got to be the mother load, a record for Australia, I think, Scotty. Yep. Now, how good was our segment last week, our new segment, the Parkrun Adventures Hotline? Oh, it was so good. I think everybody is intimidated about calling into the hotline. <laughs> so is, is the is the hotline dead after one week? No, you know what? I don't think it is. I think it's just going to be like roving reports where it's a little bit ad hoc. So maybe it's not going to be something we do every week, but I think we should still leave it open. The hotline should always be open. Okay. Good idea. And we, and we actually are recording. We're recording only a couple of days after we've released. So let's give people more than a few days to have a listen to the uh, last episode to know what we're talking about. It's very apt that you say we should give people some time, Scotty, because I actually bumped into some adventurers on the weekend. I was at Main Beach Park Run on Saturday celebrating a friend's milestone run. And while I was there, um, some fabulous Park Run Adventurers podcast listeners, Rhonda and Ian from Main Beach Park Run, came up and said howdy. And they mentioned that they were still a couple of weeks behind. So, you know, these are avid listeners. So, hi, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, but they mentioned that because they're a couple of weeks behind, so they wouldn't really know about the hotline yet. So, I think there are definitely people out there that are still catching up for whatever reason. They're not up to date. and We, we need to give them more time. Yep. And it must have been the morning. I met a couple of uh, listeners at Brimbank as well, and they came over and said hello. So we're, we're, we're practically famous, Mel, everywhere we go. <laughs> We've got groupies. I, I wouldn't, <laughs> not sure I would go that far, Scotty. 
Um, but it is nice. We, we have been getting tweets and people are still hashtagging us on Instagram as well. So, guys, keep that up. You know, we love the communication. Um, we always love to hear from you. And if you do happen across us while we are actually attending a park run, don't be shy. Come up and say hi. We always love to talk to you. You know what emails I don't like getting though, Mel? Oh, hmm. I think I have a, an idea, but yeah. let's let's hear it for the listener's sake. I don't like getting copyright infringement emails because it happened. They they came after us because of the, the sing-along. Lawyers. Oh, the yeah, lawyers the are lawyers, on the way. The lawyers got word that we what we were doing in our sing-along. And, and I just want to say, I just want to say big ups to Bonnie Tyler, who didn't send her lawyers after us, and Giorgio last week with Electric Dreams. He he hasn't got his lawyers onto us yet. But those other two miserable bastards, um, <laughs> who were they? Starship? Oh, they're, they're dead to me. And as much as I loved... Africa. Africa. But I always suspected they were... They, were, they only had one song, Mel. Toto only had one song, so they've got to protect it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've had more it than with one song. No one knows. Give me, what was another song they sang? Toto. I don't know, but look. Oh no, they did. They did a cover of. Um, they did a cover of Weezer's song. Oh, no, Weezer did. Weezer did a cover of them. <laughs> no, yeah, Weezer did do a cover of Toto, but Toto also did a cover of Weezer. Oh, did they? They reciprocated. Yeah. Oh, okay, but that's not their song. That's a cover, and that's twenty years after they were relevant. <laughs> I think somebody is just a little bit sore that he got copyright infringement notice. Absolutely, I am. How, how 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 little are you to come and pick on us with our couple of hundred listeners every week? A little bit more than that, but not many more. And um, they want to they want to suppress us. They want to come down hard. Well, Scotty, how would you feel if somebody was you know taking our audio and using it without our permission somewhere else? I'd love it. admittedly i'm not getting rich off this podcast but i you know the more the merrier the more of uh, they hear of scotty and mel i'm i'm a i'm a big fan of that like toto have made their money from africa starship have made their money from all their silly songs i mean the royalties off just getting every time mannequin gets played that'll probably keep you comfortable for many years but no no they have to come after us so Pretty dirty. So sorry, everyone who was, and I think everyone was generally enjoying the sing along, but I'm not going to risk uh, my family's livelihood. Maybe what we need to do podcast. is start releasing a playlist of the sing along yeah. <laughs> in in collaboration with our podcast, podcast like the boys at Mixed um, yeah. Middle Age Mixtape do. Yeah. Well, we're on Spotify now, so maybe what we'll do is we'll just release uh, our Parkrun Adventures playlist. Yeah. And it could be an episode yep. plus a song. So listen to the pod and then jump into a selection of tunes. I didn't know we were on Spotify. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. And I shared all the links last week. And there's yeah, a few I more did that I didn't those share. For the millennials. Yeah. Yep. And maybe that's why our numbers were so good, Mel. Because the millennials are on board. Yeah. Well, information. People, people may not want to listen on iTunes or SoundCloud. Maybe they were just waiting for us to come on Spotify. Who knows? It is possible. Well, maybe it was because you were on with me now for two weeks in a row and we got a lot of UK listeners wanting more Mel Urbacker. Well, you know, stranger things have happened. I can't I can't clarify whether or not that's actually a legitimate thing, but, you know, you never know. Yeah. You're having a bit of withdrawal symptoms? Just stuck with me this week? Uh, no, I wouldn't say withdrawal symptoms. I'm a little bit miffed that I have to wait like all the regular populace to hear what's on the podcast. <laughs> you know, I've got to wait for an extra few days, whereas before I just I did half the talking and I knew what the other half of the talking was. Yeah, but I will be happy to hear Nicola back and I can't wait to hear all about her adventures. And have you going with the crown of August Madness champion defeating me in very, very suspicious circumstances. <laughs> hey, look. Hasn't you know, gone unnoticed. Do not blame the umpire. You know, they'd make the best call they can at the time with the information they have. And look, ultimately, Scotty, in the final round, which was winner takes all question, I fire and away clearly 
won that question. Yeah. Yeah. So irrespective of everything that happened before that. Um, yeah. But you know what? I, I, oh, see, I thought I said, I'm pretty sure I said I didn't listen to last week's episode, but I have because I listened back to the madness and I can't honestly say I have ever laughed out loud so much while listening to an episode of our podcast <laughs> as I did when I listened back to us fumbling over the questions and embarrassing ourselves with madness. And yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And I'm sorry that <laughs> you you had to do all the hard work and you had to answer eight questions correctly and I only had to answer two or three or whatever it was. But um, I, I still had a fun time and Simon did a great job of the questions. Yeah, look, winning's fun. And and in hindsight, in recalling my last my week last week, it's pretty bloody miserable as well. Copyright infringements, <laughs> beaten by a seven-year-old, um, <laughs> fell over, bruised my ribs and lost madness in, as I said, very, very suspicious circumstances because answered more questions correctly, <laughs> buzzed in quicker than you did, then had to edit it all while you just sat back and took all the glory. You know what the good part of My our life this is, is shit. Scotty? No, you're not a bad loser. That's the good part. <laughs> I'm a loser in life. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <sighs> I tell you what, to take us out this week, maybe I'll sing along and ruin everyone else's week. I'll take some. No, silence. that's still the highlight <laughs> of all the episodes ever is you singing at the end of a podcast. Yeah, Please well, do. Well, Nina never came after us as well, so she's on my on my good list as well. She's in my good books, along with Bonnie Tyler and Giorgio. Maybe Giorgio is still going to come after us. I think probably Giorgio might listen to Madness and feel sorry for you and not send you an infringement notice. Okay, where are we off to this week, Mel? I've already said I'm heading down to Eastern Gardens. I'm going to be on TV. Look out for us. We're going to be on Sunrise again this week. It's going to be fun times down in Geelong. Come and say hi. I want people to come and say hi to me because I've got a job for you. <laughs> Anyone who says hi, I've got a job. You do have a job for people. I do. And get there early. Get there early, people. Yep, like 7 a.m. early. Um, I'm not telling you where I'm going to be. Oh, Okay. It's a secret. Mm-hmm.